The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Hey, bad bitches wanna be my bait. Hey, hold me down like the CIA. Hey, side of my car trying to see my face. Hey, want me to beat it like the CIK. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Civil Diligence. Politics made simple for the everyday millennial and why you should give a damn. My name is Siobhan Starling and I hope everyone is doing well in the kingdom, being great, all that jazz. I'm doing pretty well myself. I've been listening to the Queen of Soul since Thursday morning since I found out she died. And y'all might think I'm really, really, really really dramatic about this some people may have felt this way about prince and michael or whitney i feel that way about the queen of soul like i know almost every single one of her songs i can listen to them i can give you dance routines even though my ass can't dance but still I was that five-year-old who had a whole routine to respect with me and my cousins doing what we do. And people might be, and people are surprised when I come out the jam talking about old-ski music, especially Aretha Franklin, because I hung around old people a lot back in my heyday. So naturally, I listened to, like, the Luther Vandrosses, the Aretha Franklins, the Patti LaBelles, and my granny had like a bunch of tapes on Aretha Franklin. And for people who don't know what tapes are, they were before CDs. I would get a lot of her tapes and listen to a lot of Aretha Franklin. And I was the hottest five-year-old with my little pudgy self rocking it to these little boys to R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Y'all didn't need to know that. And that's my little rant tidbit for today. But yes, rest in peace, Aretha Franklin. So anyway, as always, I like to start my show off with disclaimers. One, I curse. Two, I mess up the English language. Three, we won't see eye to eye, but we can agree to disagree. We can still have the conversation and we can respect each other. All in the same breath. I'm in the kingdom. That's number four and five. Things might change by the time you hear this. So what I'm here for this week, there's actually a plethora of things that I'm here for this week. One, I have to say, since this is somewhat, it's not even somewhat, it's politically based. So I like to talk about the primaries of this past week of the United States. And it's not necessarily like all the primaries because you know that can get convoluted and long but there's one in particular that I am actually here for and it's the first transgendered female who was nominated for a governor in Vermont. Christine Helquist won the primaries for Vermont governor and will be facing Vermont Republican Governor Phil Scott in the general election in November. And if she wins, she will be the first transgendered governor to be elected in the United States. And I think that is pretty great. Now, we're not saying that it's going to be an easy win for her. Probably not, because Phil Scott is an incumbent 
And although Vermont is a very blue state, still Scott has a lot of fans. I don't know if it will be an easy win. It probably won't be. But I'm here for this in particular because it's something different. She's the underdog. And if you haven't noticed by now, I love diversity. I love talking about diversity. I love seeing diverse faces because as America progresses, as we move forward as a country, we have a different face than your traditional white face face man and I love it because we're not all white we're not all straight we're not all Christian and we are a melting pot and like so many people have said America is a wonderful idea we don't necessarily implement that idea greatly but it's a wonderful idea and to see people have the courage to throw their hat into the ring talk about the issues that affect them talk about inequality in social injustice talk about education taxes for their group is a wonderful thing and having the courage and the balls to do so I have nothing but all for that individual so I love it I am just here for it and it's what we need at this moment in time to show that America is not just a white man it is so much more than that and people are actually listening and being open to the changes that are becoming bestowed upon us and I think it's wonderful so go girl go be the change you want to see and I cannot wait for November another thing I am here for honey are these scandals Ugh, between Paul Manafort trial and all these people quitting and getting indicted and then to Omarosa's leaked tapes I am here for the entertainment yes we look like a bunch of jackasses but you have to admit to some people who don't give a crap and this doesn't really concern you, but for people who do and are just as entertained as I am, you have to admit that this is insane and this is hilarious. It's like Paul Manafort, for instance, Robert Miller looked into him um, just to see if there was collusion with Russia. And out of that, like, peeping and lurking and all that stuff like that you found out that this man embezzled tax fraud all this nonsense and now his ass is on trial I'm just like wow it is not just for one count it's like for 18 counts of tax fraud tax invasion tax conspiracy and some stuff like that and I'm just like well damn pay your damn taxes and I have to be honest with you that tax invasion and tax anything has to be one of the most privileged <laughs> crimes out there and when he does get indicted because there will be a win people because not only are you for this trial like 18 counts of things against you you also have another trial later on this month or next month or sometime this year and that also is for some of the same crimes so you're gonna get indicted I'm just here for the comedy show and if you don't think it's comedy just picture it in like layman's terms nobody was really looking for you nobody was peeping you 
and nobody thought that you created this big of a crime that you did. Now that people notice your right hand man that helped you in all of this like crime ratted you out. He snitch. He does not care if he gets stitches. If I'm going down, you're going down, ho. So he's done. And the fact that you have 18 accounts, you know you're going down. I just find it interesting. And I know I say interesting a lot, but it is very interesting to see that, wow, this happened. When we look back at the Trump presidency, if we all survive, of course, and we look back at the Trump presidency and all the bull crap that surrounded this presidency, and granted, Trump ain't got nothing to do with what Manafort has done to get his ass in trouble, but this will be brought up. And I want people to know that this would be hilarious. The reason why this trial is like even being talked about is because he was the ex-campaign manager of Trump. It doesn't mean shit about Russia. It doesn't mean shit that he colluded or anything like that. I just find it entertaining nonetheless. Additionally, I need to mention these damn tapes that Omarosa is dropping. So I'm not surprised Omarosa's ass leaked these tapes because she's a doggy dog person. If this can benefit her all the same, she's going to do it. Mind you, for 15 years, she has been underneath Trump's thumb. So I'm not necessarily surprised. But Omarosa disturbs me for numerous reasons. And it's I have a mixed emotions about this whole thing because you're just now saying that he's racist. So for 15 years, you haven't noticed any other racist shit that he has done. You haven't noticed any other sexist shit that he has done. You haven't ever questioned his intelligence, not once. Not once during The Apprentice. Not once while during his campaign. Not once. You only did it when you were in the White House. Come on now. This is some stuff I just cannot believe and can't get jiggy with. But you know what do you, boo? The fact that you went throughout his whole campaign, I will never, ever, ever forget during those interviews and doing some of those documentaries when she was like basically saying all hail King Trump and we're all going to bow down to him. That's why your ass got fired. Okay, because when it comes to them and you, guess who got out? Guess who was fired? You. So the whole fact that this is even being leaked and like she's even promoting this book unhinged. We already knew this, boo. This is more like a therapeutic moment for you, not for us. Because we already knew. We already knew what was up. And for you to say and for you to finally come to realization once you heard the tape where he said the word nigger. I mean, that's not a surprise. That's not a surprise that that is a thing that he has said. I hope that you're not surprised. I think the media is hyping this up more so than what it is because I can guarantee that whole administration uses that word once a day. All this is a realization for you because it blew up in your face. And now that you're getting sued because of this tapes and it's becoming a shit show, you want us to give a damn. Now... In several interviews, she has said that somebody needs to be the seat at the table with this administration. There needs to be at least one person at the table since there are policies that affect 
black people. There are policies that affect certain individuals. I agree with that. There needs to be somebody at the table. But I have a problem with flip-floppers. I do. I don't care. We can argue. We can do whatever. But don't say you have been a Democrat for years and flip-flop to a Republican and support a man who doesn't give a shit about your people. You say that you were wanted to sit at the table for your people. Now, what did you do while you were in office for your people? And I don't, I personally did not see that you made any much of a difference for your people while in that administration. Because while he was, while you were in the administration and while he was doing what he was doing, he was overturning and creating policies to belittle your people. And if you don't necessarily understand that, look at that tax plan and look at the fact that hard ass fight to overturn Obamacare. Please tell me that was for your people. I just don't get it because throughout these last two years, while your buddy, your president was uh, doing what he was doing, degrading people, talking down about your people, saying that we ain't got nothing to lose just to follow you. Bitch, please. Like, and you didn't do anything. You didn't say shit. You didn't do shit. And I'm just like, you just stood there. And you might have had his ear, but baby girl, just something about me does not seem genuine with that. And I'm not mad at you, sis. Get your coins. Get your money. I know you came up from the projects to get to where you're at now. You like power. But don't say that this was for your people. Just say it was about you. And it would make so much more sense. Just say what it really is. This is about you and your come up. Don't say that, oh, I finally realized this man is a bigot. No, sis, realize the fact that this man has always been a bigot. You're still not invited to the cookout. At least you're not invited to none of my damn cookouts. Now the rest of my people can make their own damn decisions because I just don't think that you're genuine. And the fact that you think that this is okay to do. Now, granted, these tapes are entertaining. And the fact that you're leaking them like they're like your mixtapes, phenomenal. You know what, sis, great publicity. But please don't get me wrong and say that you're doing this for your people because you're not. Just be honest with that. And can we go back to the fact that, ooh, he said the N-word. Now, I'm not necessarily too hot caught up on the fact that this man said the n-word because again I'm not surprised my thing with him saying the n-word is the fact that he his people his supporters would think that it's okay to say the n-word and it's not because now people may be thinking oh we're back in 1859 where they're just like saying hey nigger and they about to get messed the fuck up because I'll say one thing about millennials today we are not like our parents especially black millennials we are not like our parents we are not like our grandparents and I definitely definitely am not here for none of but that's neither here nor there so this is what I'm here for this week and I spent a lot of time on that but I just had to tell you what I'm here for and all in all I'm here for these tapes I'm here for the shit show that is these scandals and I'm here for diversity in politics 
I like to make my shows very quick and like to the point and this is a little bit of a rambling but there's something that I wanted to say that kind of disturbed my spirit a little bit when it came brought to my attention and this is not necessarily politics but I think that it's still a conversation that needs to be had and it's worth talking about. So long story short, a white guy named Jeffrey Epstein became a little wild and unruly at an Orlando airport and police came to the scene. When he refused to calm down, police quickly detained him and what proceeds after is really the gist of what I'm talking about and I'm going to let y'all listen. Do you know how to de-escalate things with genius? No, you're not. Okay, you're talking about me foaming at the mouth. Is that going to de-escalate things, genius? Do you have training, genius? There's no alcohol. You want to test me? You want me to count backwards? Come arrest me or give me a flight. They're arresting me. They're arresting me. They're really de-escalating. Hey, just don't Stop. Stop. I'm not. Stop. Do not hurt me. Do not hurt me. Once again, do not be rough with me. Look at them. They're, look at them. They're going to beat me up. Don't beat me up, you mother. Don't beat me up. Look at them. Oh my God. I can't believe they're doing this. Oh my God. Hey. Hey. Look what they're doing. Oh, get to the other side. I'm not listening, I swear to be rough with me. You treat me like a black person! You're gonna get sprayed! You're gonna get sprayed! Release your hands, put it behind your back! You understand me? Do not hurt! So, my initial reaction to hearing it the first time was this is why some MFs don't need to drink, okay? Because some people cannot handle. They're liquor. And then when I listened to it again, the next thought came to my mind was, why? Why do you feel the need to say that? Why do you think that was okay to say? Sir, have several seats. If you were really treated like a black person, you definitely wouldn't be alive to tell the tale. You were treated like a person who needs to sit the hell down sir if you were truly treated like a black person you wouldn't have had to be unruly for the cops to come they would have just showed up or lurked next if you were treated like a black person you would have simply just had cops follow you or had people look at you simply because of your existence were you actually tased were you actually called racial slurs no. So you have no idea what it's like to be treated like a black person. You insensitive prick. Please tell me again how your white privilege gives you the justification of feeling like that was okay to say until your mom 
or your family is on the news or it doesn't even have to be on the news because some of these shootings by police don't even get reported by the news cycle until your family is weeping day in and day out because how their baby will never see the light of day or ever come home because a police officer shocked them without mercy because they just so happen to be living an everyday black life please don't tell me about how you are being treated like you are fucking black don't say shit about that your injustices are not the same as my injustices just because you are inconvenienced doesn't mean you are treated unfairly. You cannot justify how you feel wronged or unequal because you are a white male in America. That already gives you so much more opportunities, so much more leeway in this society because you are a white male. You have no idea what it's like to be Followed in a storm, you have no idea to feel slightly panicked when a police officer is around you or following you in a car and you're not doing anything wrong. You think, honestly, police officers are your friends. And for a lot of African-Americans and black people, a lot of them feel otherwise. You don't have to worry about somebody joking around with you on a very, very stereotypical joke. And they think nothing of it because it's like, you're not that black person. Like they're quote unquote stereotypes of a typical black person. It doesn't matter where black people come from, whether they grew up in the ghettos and projects or whether they came up in affluent neighborhoods. All black people are treated and lumped together in the same light and the same category. And for you to be that insensitive to say because you got tackled down because this was your fault, because you were unruly and you couldn't handle your liquor, is unbelievable to me. To my white listeners or to a white person who may just happen to hear this along their way and along their journey, please don't say that. <laughs> like, whatever you do, don't say that bullcrap. Don't, don't. Just to save you a bunch of heartache, please don't. And I know that there are some of y'all that are not ignorant. And it's jackasses like this. It's jackasses like Permit Patty that gives some of y'all a wrong ass name. But it's also up to you to educate. And that's a thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. You need to educate people on right and wrong because there, there's a thing called ignorance and there's a thing called stupid. There are a lot of people who are ignorant because they were never educated. And that is up to you, teachers, whatever, the next person to educate them to shed some light on that particular subject. Now, after that, if they choose to ignore that information that was bestowed upon them, then allow them to be stupid. Keep them where they at. But at least you said that you at least educated them. It's so wrong when that person does do do these ignorant things but if we don't educate them and we just allow these people to go against life without any form of ramifications or justifications for their actions you're the problem 
You are allowing this to be the same perpetual cycle that has been in this society for decades and for years. You will never know what it feels like to be a black person in America. Just like I will never know what it feels to be a white person in America. It would never happen. But you know what's right and wrong. You cannot tell me that you do not know what's right and wrong, especially as an adult. The issue with having racial conversations and why they go left very quickly is because of the lack of honesty. Quit pissing on people and quit pissing on me and telling me that it's raining when it's not. Be honest with yourselves and be honest when having these conversations. Quit denying that someone is a racist when they clearly show otherwise. When we don't acknowledge it and we hide it, we're just allowing the problem to progress. And that's a problem. Acknowledge the problem so we can work on solving it. And we may never agree to it, but we can at least, at the bare minimum, give people basic human decency, basic human respect. Like, I respect you because you're alive on this earth. You bleed like I bleed. You piss the same color I piss. We're human at the end of the freaking day. And we should at least, at least be treated as such. So I'll end it here. Tell me your thoughts. Let me know how you feel about that video, whether or not you're white, black, Puerto Rican, Indian, Mexican, purple, Haitian, whatever you are. If you're a human being, holla at your girl. Email civildiligence at gmail.com. Follow Civil Diligence on Instagram. Follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and snapchat so y'all be smooth y'all be great me in the kingdom until next time peace bouncing around bouncing around bouncing bouncing around bouncing hate supplements are found right in their couches